0: The Golf Unfiltered podcast is brought to you every week by our friends over at Coghill Golf and Country Club. Partnering with them is probably one of the best decisions I've made because I love public golf, and Cog Hill is the epitome of good public golf in Chicagoland. Featuring four championship golf courses, including the world-famous Stubbs Dread, Cog Hill brings the best of public golf to every player that steps on its property every single day. Go out to CoghillGolf.com to learn more. We're also brought to you by our friends over at WorldwideGolfShops.com. If you want to play your best and you want to look your best, go out to WorldwideGolfShops.com today to check out everything they have. They've got the latest equipment, they've got the latest apparel, they've got training aids, they've got accessories, everything you could possibly think of to get you back in the game and to play your best every single time. WorldwideGolfShops.com. You're listening to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for in-depth interviews with the biggest names, brands, and personalities in golf. Our mission, to keep you informed and help you enjoy the game even more. And now, the owner and host of the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, Adam Fonseca. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the show. I hope everyone's doing okay out there. This is your buddy Adam from GolfUnfiltered.com. You can follow me all over social media at GolfUnfiltered. And you can send me an email, adam at GolfUnfiltered.com. We are back this week, and it is cold outside. I hope all of you are uh, who are experiencing cold weather, at least, are getting ready to uh, protect your games, to get, keep them in shape during these cold, cold winter months. I know I am. I'm trying to do everything I can to uh, you know just stay active a little bit with golf. I've got the, uh, the practice putting mat here that I like to roll a few putts on every so often in my garage. Like a couple episodes, I talked about setting up a little net. Got a hitting mat, my monster mat, that I talk about oh so much. You guys know I love it. And so I hope you're uh, staying loose, keeping your game sharp any way that you can. One of the things that uh, we've been doing a lot more over here at Golf Unfiltered is uh, a lot of TikTok videos. You've heard me talk about it before. We have a account over at TikTok and it's a really fun way to interact with new golfers especially and there are a lot of new golfers because it's a younger demographic that enjoy TikTok. Now don't get me wrong there's plenty of us you know 40 somethings or whatever uh, and older who like that that uh, app and I think it's one of the best social media apps if not the best because of just the way that it works the way that the algorithm works the, uh, the wide range of different content and plus it's all video based. So you kind of have to, you know, put yourself out there a little bit, which I think in some instances, at least makes it a little bit more civil, you know, (laughs) clearly there's some dark sides to that app is too. But one of the things that, um, I've been doing on our golf unfiltered TikTok uh, account is just answering questions from new golfers. And I get a lot of those questions that perhaps a new golfer is too afraid or embarrassed to ask, and I just make videos answering them. It's it's really, really cool to get the feedback from people who always had this question and they just never knew the answer to it, and truth be told, it's actually helped me learn a little bit more about the game as well, because, you know, I have to go, and if I don't know the answer, I go and research it, and even if I do have a good understanding of the topic, I try to you know learn as much as i can to pack it into a 3 minute video that i put on the uh, on tiktok so one of the topics that will uh end up being today's topic for this podcast episode that got a lot of engagement is the concept of course rating and slope two terms that if you've played golf for a while you are very familiar with you might not know the definitions of them And even if you do, there might be some clarifications that are needed as to how those two numbers, the course rating and the slope, actually end up affecting your handicap, which is another video that I did explaining golf handicaps. So, today's topic, we're going to have a fun one here. I'm going to dive into, at a very high level, what a course rating, how that whole thing gets situated as well as slope. Like, where does that even come from? So sit back, relax. Let's get into it. All right, we are back. And so let's get into this course rating and slope two very closely related terms in golf as it pertains to the difficulty of a golf course. In order to explain these two concepts, the easiest way I can explain it is we have to first keep in mind two hypothetical golfers. One is a golfer that shoots even par all the time, no matter what This person does, or this hypothetical golfer does, they always shoot even par. So, on a par 72 course, they will always shoot 72. Then, there's the bogey golfer. A golfer who scores a bogey on every single hole that they play for a golf course. So, if it's a par 72 course, they will finish 18 over par if they play 18 holes, and therefore, they will shoot 90. Now, the reason that these two hypothetical golfers are important is because this is more or less how course rating and slope are defined. First and foremost, that first golfer I described, the one that I guess you could consider a scratch golfer, someone who shoots par every single time, let's go, they go to a hypothetical golf course. Let's call it course A. And they play this golf course dozens of times, different pin positions different tee boxes, there's different playing conditions. They just go and they play multiple times. Let's say that they play 12 rounds, and they average for those 12 rounds a 68. That's pretty good. That's a really good score, of course, even for this truly skilled player. Four under par, for example. The way that the course rating is defined then and I am oversimplifying this very much, I I realize that, is by that scratch golfer's average over multiple rounds. In this case, the course rating for this hypothetical course would be 68. So just to kind of take a quick side note here, I've always found this particular rating to be interesting because the best golfers literally define at least the rating of a golf course. And for some reason, that's always seemed a little backwards to me. A good golfer, and especially one that shoots even par all the time, is going to score well on any golf course. In fact, if you were to go and do a simple internet search, there's actually a lot of studies done on how that's the case. And actually, they are pretty consistent. In other words, a very skilled golfer who shoots one under par at their favorite country club or their favorite municipal, they are very likely to also shoot one under par at any other course that they play. It's just a skill level thing. I encourage you to go look it up. There's there's a lot of great stuff out there on it. But it never really clicked for me on why that was the case. What about those golfers like you and me that don't shoot even par every time we play? In fact, we're a lot closer to that bogey golfer, the second one that I described earlier. Well, that's where slope comes into play. Let me explain. So while we described the scratch player who always shoots par, going out and playing dozens of rounds at this course A, this pretend golf course, well, the bogey golfer did the same thing. And over the course of multiple rounds, again, with different pin positions, different tee boxes, whatever, they average a score of 95. Okay, so about five over what they would normally shoot because they're a bogey golfer, quote-unquote. Well, if you take both of those golfer types and their averages over many, many rounds, and you treat them like data points, and let's say that you put those two data points, the average of 68 for the good golfer, quote-unquote, and the average of 95 for the bogey golfer, and you plot those two data points on a graph. You remember those, those things that we learned about in school, possibly algebra class? Well, you're going to have two data points, one higher than the other, especially if you're thinking of a x and y axis. Stay with me here, folks. Trust me. So if you can picture that graph in your mind right now, with those two data points, you can draw a line, just a straight line that connects those two points. If you also remember from algebra class, there's this concept of slope. That line is going to have a slope. And really it's to really oversimplify this. And I know that people are listening to this and are like, oh my God, it's pretty much the steepness of that line. And if you're wondering what slope is, we won't get into that too much here today, but basically if you remember the equation, y equals mx plus b, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So you can kind of continue this line of thought and relate it to the difficulty of a golf course. So if the good golfers who are always going to shoot really good scores, no matter what golf course, they're always going to be the lower data point on that graph the bogey golfer which arguably could have a larger variance in score meaning that their data point is going to go higher or lower a lot more freely than the good golfer well that data point for the bogey golfer could be lower which means that the steepness or the slope of that connecting line has also decreased in other words the golf course isn't as difficult for that bogey golfer. Now, some of you listening to this, you may actually be course raters. You may actually be part of the team of uh, professionals that go out, and I should say, you know, not golf professionals, but more so there are uh, teams from the USGA, from the governing bodies in golf, that will go out to golf courses multiple times to rate these golf courses. They look at all sorts of different factors in addition to the average scores by those two hypothetical golfer types that I described earlier. In fact, every time that a golfer with a registered handicap goes and enters scores into the computer, you know, the one that's right there in the pro shop, I guess nowadays it's on your smartphone too, they take all of that data from thousands of golfers, these course raters do, and they... Factor that in to the final rating and slope. Quick side note again. uh, When I was learning the game, I had no idea what slope was. In fact, I actually thought it had something to do with the actual terrain of the golf course. You know, I don't know, like the slope of the hills. I don't know. I was trying to figure it out without actually asking anyone or doing any research. But it's really just the slope of that line. Now, I want to also... Point out though that while that's the highest level explanation and very oversimplified of what course rating and slope is, there are still a lot of questions about okay, well, how do we actually get to that final value? So I reached out to a few people, uh, mainly through Twitter, which is pretty much where I get most of my information these days, so sadly. Um, but I reached out to a few people who actually work on those teams that go out to golf courses and look at everything to help define the course rating and the slope. And they look at all sorts of different things. And I'm just going to summarize a few here. Clearly, every golf course, most golf courses, but I'm, I'm willing to bet 99% of them, have hazards of some sort. They also have uh, those hills that I referenced earlier. They also have dog legs. They have other factors of its aesthetic and its design, that wouldn't be immediately reflected in just the average score that either a bogey golfer or a quote-unquote scratch golfer may shoot. So as it was explained to me, these teams of course raiders, they will go out and they will factor in, okay, well, the tee shot on this hole is extremely narrow, so the th- the risk, if you want to think of it that way, of incurring a penalty stroke on this hole is higher than others in the area or even others on the same golf course. So that's going to bump the difficulty of the golf course up a little bit. In fact, it even gets down to the granular level of the tee box placements on any given day. And so these teams of Raiders, they will go and they will actually spend sometimes as much as a week playing the golf course, walking the golf course, Over and over again, just to make sure that they have all the little details that they need in order to have a follow up conversation at the end of their uh, assessment. And so, a few of the people I spoke to actually mentioned that they get together at the conclusion of the week, let's say, and they hold a meeting. They have this little brainstorming session, so to speak, to determine okay, uh, Bill, what did you see? Okay. Sam, what did you see? And then they kind of collate all these together, all of their notes, all of the, the factors that they noticed. And in addition to those average scores that I mentioned earlier and the slope of that line, they may actually change the difficulty of the golf course based on their own observations and not just score. So there is a little bit of subjectivity in this thing. And frankly, that was a really big eye opening moment for me. I didn't actually know that. Even when I was making the video that I referenced, you know, that was something that I wanted to learn more about because I, I knew it couldn't simply just be the scores that are, that are recorded uh, over time. Oh, and one thing that I failed to mention earlier about slope the range of values that could be uh, granted on slope or affixed to slope. Uh, range from 55, I believe, is the lowest, up to 155, being a very difficult golf course. And I think, if I remember correctly, uh, a golf course like TPC Sawgrass that has a slope of like 140. It's it's insane how difficult that golf course is. I've never played it, but I would love to at some point. So what's also really interesting is that a golf course can stay the same condition. It could, you know, not go on, under any renovations. Uh, for many years and basically be the same golf course over time. But as golfers get better and as equipment gets better and as technology improves, the scores that people actually shoot over time may change. And and as it w- was described to me, the course raters actually have to come back multiple times on the same golf course just to fine-tune that rating and slope. It's It's really a very... Detailed process that these uh, these individ- individuals go through for a golf course, and I got to tell you, it's it's a topic that if you're more interested in exploring, I highly recommend you do so. There's a lot of great resources that you can look up, uh, and honestly, I know this is the lazy way of me telling you where to find it, but if you just go to Google, you can actually find many great resources, and even the USGA uh, has some good information about how this whole process works. Um, it's a really interesting topic, at least it is to me. I, I, I love learning about this stuff, and and it's apparent that this these are two definitions or two terms that are not really defined very well for golfers as they're starting out. I know they weren't for me. I kind of always assumed that the course rating, because it was so close to par, had something to do with what a scratch golfer might shoot, um, but slope was always one of those things that kind of you know, I just didn't know where that number came from. So at any rate, um, that's the topic for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Maybe you learned something. Maybe you knew this all along. Uh, if there was something that I missed or something that I got incorrect, please feel free to email me, adam at golfunfilter.com. I like learning about this stuff. And I think we're going to do you know little episodes like this every so often because it's clear, as we all know, uh, that in 2020, there were a lot of new players that came to the game. And there are a lot of weird things about this game of golf that uh, maybe a new golfer, as I said at the beginning, might be too embarrassed to ask about, you know, like, do I really need to wear golf shoes to play golf? Or, you know, how does a golf handicap work? You know, those types of things that almost become commonplace for us. We take them for granted, but new golfers that's, it's so confusing to them. So I'm going to do more episodes like this. If there are topics you'd like me to cover, I'm happy to do that too. Uh, You can reach out to me via social at golf unfiltered in my email. Once again, Adam at golf Hey, I hope you have a safe, safe holiday season. I'll be back a couple more times this year. And if you're interested, go look us up on TikTok at golf unfiltered. We're getting a lot of followers over there. A lot of great questions being submitted more than welcome to join us. Take care, everybody. We'll talk again soon.